You are listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back in to another episode of the show. Well, we are starting to see some changes. More and more countries are starting to slowly emerge out of lockdown in the UK and Ireland. There has been a number of announcements over the past couple of weeks where we're starting to see lockdown restrictions eased. But it is important that people still remember the important messages around protecting ourselves, but also protecting those vulnerable members of our communities, making sure that we're washing our hands, making sure that we're following social distancing, making sure that we are doing our bit to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Of course, once again, a huge thank you to everybody involved in the work so far to date. There is so many people from NHS workers to key workers to the person who works in your local community that is keeping things up and running, operational, supporting people through this extremely difficult and challenging times. Of course, we've been here the whole time with the Zero Lives Left podcast. We have ramped up episodes of the show and we hope you are enjoying each and every episode of the podcast. Don't forget to go back through and listen to some of the older episodes. Lots of great learning and development material available for you. Of course, it doesn't matter what stage of your business journey you are on, what stage of your career journey you are on, or whatever is happening in your life, we will have something on the Zero Lives Left podcast that will help you. Don't forget, as always, if you're listening to this podcast today on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Ratings are really important, guys, and they do help other people find out about the show. If you're listening over on Stitcher Radio, if you're listening on Spotify, please don't forget to review the podcast and please do share it with people who you think might have an interest in tapping in and listening to this niche educational content. We do do our best to make sure that we're bringing you as much value as possible in the podcast. If you haven't yet done it, please do stop by the Zero Lives Left podcast.com website. Check it out. Lots of great information on all the previous guests on the podcast. And also, if you're somebody who's listening into this podcast today and you would like to launch your own podcast, I believe everybody has a story. And what better way to get your story out, to talk to people, to grow your community, to build your network 
than launching your own podcast. And guess what? It is not difficult. I've created a very simple ebook, which you can download from the Zero Lives Left podcasting website, which will show you my seven simple steps to successfully launch your podcast. So make sure you check that out. We've got another great episode lined up for you today. We are talking to a great guy, a big character, larger than life. We've been wanting to set this interview up now for some time, but it's just been difficult trying to coordinate our schedules. We are talking to Aaron Watson, leading Northern Ireland voiceover artist specialist. But Aaron just doesn't do voiceovers. He does so much more. He adds so much value to the people that he works with, to his community on LinkedIn, and he creates a lot of content. He does a lot of giving back to people within Northern Ireland and this wee country that he calls. And he's going to share his business journey with you today. So let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 52 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Aaron, good morning. Thanks for joining me on episode 52 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Now, I've been following you for some time on the world of LinkedIn. And I think that's where I first and we first got connected was on the LinkedIn platform. It's a great platform for business. You use it very regularly. You push out a lot of content on the platform as well. Before we get into talking a little bit more about LinkedIn and kind of some of the things that you do over there, you're primarily a voiceover specialist, let's say. But the more that I see the content that you're pushing out online, I think, yes, certainly an amazing voiceover specialist, but you absolutely do so much more than that from producing voiceovers. You're actually a very experienced marketeer in my professional opinion, somebody who is a marketer. You're creating a lot of marketing content in terms of from your own business, but also in terms of some of the other content that you produce to help people as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in relation to, uh, I've seen you do some stuff for Friends of Cancer. I've seen you do some other stuff as well and really sort of reaching out and doing a lot of outreach work really to help other people sort of reach a larger audience through the platform that you utilize so well, which is LinkedIn. So before we get into all of that, can you give our listeners, Aaron, a little bit of an overview of your business journey, your career journey to date, and really how you got to where you are today? Yes, no bother. Thanks very much for having me. Where I started my career, goodness, I worked in a sweet shop. Then I became a window cleaner, had my own window cleaning business for about 15 years. And while I was doing that, I did some extras work. And while I was doing some extras work, it was said to me on numerous occasions that I had a good voice for voiceover. So I looked into that, done some training. I created, you know, different online tutorial things and just tried to really learn a bit more about it. Then I, uh, Pete Snodden, a radio presenter here in Northern Ireland, is a neighbor of mine, and he actually uh, gave me loads of useful advice, showed me how to explain to me how to set up studios and so on and so forth. Um, so I done the first radio ad for Cool FM, and then from the, then onwards, we, you know, started working for U105, UTV, Sky TV, lots of different production houses throughout uh, Northern Ireland and the UK. Got myself an agent, just really pushed, trained, was up two, three, four in the morning for many, many, many months, my wife will confirm, and um, just really pushed and, and was probably more part-time. Then I started 
doing uh, some business telephone messages, which is obviously when you ring in, press one, press two, that that really annoying voice whenever you ring somewhere and you're put on hold. Started to get into that a lot more and learned a lot more about that particular trade. Yeah, and, and now here we are with Jam Media, which provides that full service on hold messaging service. We auto attendant on hold, closed messages, licensed music, and all the bits in between, which is kind of my speed. So it's kind of been, that's in a nutshell, but it's been extremely hard work. And it's, um, I, I remember being told many times, many, many times, that it could never be a voiceover because people were established doing this for many years and the producers only used then. You know, it was like a closed shop. And it was very difficult, but me being me, I just keep beating on the doors and, and just kept going. And eventually, you know, it doesn't matter how closed the shop is. If you have the right skills and you're, and you're good at what you do, then eventually people will eventually set up and take notice and go, right, okay. Who is this guy? What does he do? What can he offer us? And you just need that one opportunity. For the, the BBC is a great example. For many years, and it is still said that the BBC is a closed shop. And I, you know, it took me probably eight years maybe to get in the door with the BBC. Just one day randomly, they rang me about a documentary that um, needed some voice and done. Brought me in. It was actually at a weekend on a Sunday, and 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 there you go. Then that was my foot in the door. So so often. Often, I was told, even by voiceovers in Northern Ireland, and there is very, very few, that I was told that I am the go-to guy in Northern Ireland. Not me, but <laughs> I was told this by another voiceover. So that makes me work even harder, you know. And uh, yeah, so you just... Uh, that, that's it in a nutshell, but it has been extremely difficult. And it's still... It's still... Um, it's not that it's all plain sailing now. It's still... You know, obviously during this pandemic, things are different. I think it's going to be a new normal as well. And we'll have to continue to work hard and, and continue to put ourselves out there. Not just me, but everybody. But yeah, that's that's been uh, probably 11 years now. When I look back, actually, it was super, super tough. I used to stay up two, three, four in the morning because a wee trick that I had that I don't think anybody knew at the time. Maybe still don't, but they can work away if they want because I don't do it no more. But I used to sit up at 3, 4 in the morning and email every producer in Australia when it came to St. Patrick's Day. And the amount of work I got for doing St. Paddy's Day ads in Australia because I had an Irish voice because they clearly didn't know the difference between Southern and Northern. And I was getting, honestly, that particular month, I was making more money that month, which still wasn't loads. But I was making more money that month than I was the rest of the year just by thinking of doing something different, thinking outside the box. Oh, goodness, I done that. I done that for flip me. I done that for about four or five years, and I thought I was a dog's balls because nobody else was doing it, and um, it really, really worked. So, if there is any voiceovers listening, if you want a wee opportunity, there's there's something that I I dreamt up, and it really, really worked. It really worked. It was. Uh, actually, I got myself an agent as well in Australia, and um, even still to this day, I get the all wee bit of work from them, you know, because they lean quite heavily on the Irish. I love the Irish, and um, I've been to Australia. I, I, I got a visa for a year when I was twenty-one, and uh, they love the Irish, but they don't know the difference between the, the north and the south. So, you, yeah, you milk it. But even still, I do, I do get bits and pieces. From Australia because they'll do radio ads. You know they have Irish bars, so then they'll want to put an, an Irish voice on to advertise. You know uh, on their local radio. So there, there's a wee tip for anyone out there. That's fantastic. Now, a couple of interesting things you said there, which I've just jotted down uh, in my notebook. You be 
you, which is something that I thought is really interesting and sort of struck a chord with me in relation to the whole social media world, in relation to the internet. It's important to just be yourself. And you spent a lot of time over the past couple of years, really, I suppose, carving out this niche for yourself when it comes to uh, voiceover artists, uh, the services that you provide for businesses and organizations and, and brands that, that will use your service on a regular basis. But you've also sort of crossed over now where you're actually producing your own content in the sense of you've become almost your own marketeer and you're marketing your business really well through social media. You've done some creative marketing campaigns over the past number of years that I've been following you uh, on social media. I've seen some, some really quirky ones from wheelie bins being used. I've seen other sort of run-of-the-mill stuff being used, but in a very creative approach, which whenever you're scrolling through that news feed, and let's be honest, Aaron, there's a lot of content coming out through LinkedIn in particular. But as you know, and as I know, it's very difficult to stand out from the crowd. But the more creative you are, that when somebody is scrolling through that news feed on LinkedIn, if they see a piece of content coming up that's a little bit different, a little bit creative, there's a good chance that they might just stop on that content. What has been some of your most memorable uh, items of content that you produced on LinkedIn in particular in terms of the reach that that's got? In terms of reach, probably uh, the biggest reach there has been over lockdown, believe it or not. I've had uh, around 3 million views on on my content since lockdown. One of them being where I took a table and chairs out into the street, uh, put a phone out. Uh, you've probably seen it, put a phone out and talked about how the roads were very quiet, the roads are dead and no better place to work from than on the roads, you know. I think that had 350 to 400,000 views. I did another post just about, you know, going into lockdown about how the government are trying to help and support, you know, whatever. Um, it got one and a half million views. Um, one of the probably my biggest, my biggest sort of marketing campaign that I did, which was actually a failure, was the campaign I did for Aaron Watson for. Aaron Watson for Translink. So basically what that was is they have obviously a contact center whenever you call in um, to find out information on timetables, delays, and so on. They have a member of staff that relays all that information in pre-recorded messages. And I wanted to provide that service as a professionally and maybe you know more clearer and just add that professional touch to such a great uh, transport system that we'll have here in Northern Ireland. So I... Got t-shirts made, hashtag Aaron Watson for Translink. I went around various, around various train stations, bus stations, got, took loads of videos of myself and pictures and so on, and posted that across uh, LinkedIn. Lots of people shared it. Let's get Aaron Watson uh, voicing the contact center for Translink. And I can't remember the views. We've got you know, a couple hundred thousand, maybe not necessarily the most successful campaign in terms of views, or maybe in terms of um, actually getting the job because it didn't. Um, now I did. Nobody knows this. I've never told this yet. But I actually did meet someone from Translink just before Christmas, and um, we had a good chat and so on. But what actually happened from that campaign was all these people, as you were saying, were saying, "What's this guy doing? He's got his name and t-shirts, and he's you know doing handstands at the train station, doing stuff to try and stand out." And I ended up getting lots of new business from that because people were like, who is this guy? Oh, we could do with that service. We need that service. So that probably was the most standout um, campaign I did, which was hashtag Aaron Watson for Translink. And lots of people, um, even in emails still, would, when even clients and stuff, when they're emailing back, uh, did you ever get anywhere with Translink? You know, So it's something that's stuck. It's um, memorable. 
it's memorable, yeah. But there's there's lots of things I've done, you know, sticking my head in bins, climbing trees, sitting on the roof of the garage, you know. Uh, goodness, yeah, lots of crazy stuff. But it stands out. And as you say, when you scroll down, I want the image to be something that, goodness, what is this guy at? It's something that nobody else is doing, you know. And I think if we're honest, Aaron, that's something that many businesses struggle with and they really find it difficult to create content. Um, sometimes they, they're a little bit more reserved than they might want to be. And, and going back to that point where it's so noisy on social media, there's so much competition, there is so much content that if you're not being creative in your approach, if you're not trying to come up with some sort of memorable message, like, like you mentioned already in relation to some of those memorable campaigns that, that, that you've uh, created for your own business, then it is going to be difficult to stand out from the crowd. You're a huge fan of Northern Ireland. I know this. Um, and you're a huge supporter of, of business in general and things that happen in Northern Ireland. Um, you want to see, uh, and I think as in your words, our we country do very well. Um, you want yeah. to make sure that and, and I've seen this from you and from a, from a, I suppose, whole uh, holistic approach in relation to marketing Northern Ireland in general. I think that's very important. And I think if we notice, we know that there's a lot of great businesses in Northern Ireland. There's a lot of very successful businesses in Northern Ireland. You're connected, like I am connected with a number of very successful business people uh, who are doing extremely well. And it is important that we do shout from the rooftops, that we do get up onto the rooftops and we talk about the great things that we're doing. You know, and it is so important that people are, you know, voicing and getting that message out about their business and, and their brand. And social media does provide that opportunity for them. But as you know, and as I know, in relation to the work that uh, I do with you know, young people, how to use the internet and social media positively and responsibly, there's also a dark side to this. And unfortunately, I have had uh, some concerns. I have experienced issues in the past as a result of not everybody is going to like the things that you post online. And when you go online and you post content, yes, it's nice to get that uh, like, and it's nice to get people sharing it and people commenting on it. But there are also some people out there who may you know, not like the content that you've created and they, they may call you out on that. Have you ever come across that? I know you've experienced similar things like that in the online space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've had, <laughs> I've had trolls. I've had people even in our wee country uh, stand up in uh, network, networking events here and call me out uh, for being an embarrassment in Northern Ireland for my marketing. Um, I, people, I've had 20 years experience in marketing and that's not how you market, you know, that kind of brigade as well. I've had all sorts. In fact, if I don't get trolled at least once a week, I do genuinely believe that I'm doing something wrong. I'm not, I'm not doing enough to stand out because obviously if you don't stand out and you're just willy nilly and along, no one's, no one's going to, no one's going to attack you. I think you definitely get attacked more when you put yourself out there, stand out, do something different. And not everybody has to agree with you. And there's no problem with that. I mean, it's absolutely not everybody has to agree with what you do or what I do or, or, or don't have to listen even to your views. I mean, what they can do is just remove you. Someone did tell me before who, who actually quite likes what they do now, that, but at one point they didn't. And they did remove me, but the problem was that their connections was engaging in my content, so they still bloody see me on their, on their feed. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean... If you have something negative to say and it's constructive, then that's grand by all means, you know, post a wee comment or probably better still, you know, send a wee message or, or, or contact the person and let them know. But, 
you know, to put vile messages out or comments or, or to just translate or berate someone. It's just, it's not really acceptable. And it's, in fact, it just shows more for that particular person rather than, you know, maybe you feeling bad I, or, or me feeling bad. I, w- I would think, well, goodness, you haven't made yourself look too good. You know, not that long ago, we had the be, the be kind hashtag and it's still going. And I can remember for, oh, it was a whole month, I think. I never, you really seen a difference. I think people did take to that. But a month later, goodness, they were back to their best. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and there is a dark side to social media. And, you know, it's almost, I feel that's something that, <clears throat> excuse me, that puts many people off in the sense of actually coming out and, and being a little bit more creative, uh, talking a little bit more openly about their businesses, because they're maybe afraid that they're going to experience what you've just talked about there. But as you know, yeah. uh, and as I know, that they shouldn't let that put them off. There are champions like yourself, myself, and other people who will get in behind what you're doing. We'll embrace it. We will share it as well, and we will support what you're doing. So, so never be put off by the trolls, uh, never be put out off by these people who are, are, are using social media in that way. That's not the way it was designed to be used. And, and as you rightly said, and you've given some really helpful information there in the sense that you don't have to agree with what Wayne Denner says or what Aaron Watson says or what anybody else says for that matter. You just, if you don't agree with it, then you can switch off. You can tune in somewhere else. But that shouldn't put you off. No, it definitely shouldn't. And it's, people often say it's it's jealousy or it's it's this or it's that. But you know, it's bullying. That's it's bullying, and it's not right. You know, unfortunately, you think whenever you leave school that the bullying things are over, but it happens in workplaces. It happens online. You know, it happens you know anywhere, and it's just something that we unfortunately we have to deal with, but we shouldn't have to put up with. And um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not that type of person either that likes to call people out. Often people would say, call the call them out, you know, call the trolls out, call the bullies out, call these people out in Northern Ireland that are constantly, you know, um, berating you or, or 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 bullying you, whatever. But I'm not that person. I don't really like to do that. But yeah, unfortunately, it still goes on. But I would encourage people to just put yourself out there. You know, put yourself. It's like anything, if you're not visible, if you're not visible, for example, if I hadn't put myself out on the LinkedIn, you wouldn't know who I was, probably. You wouldn't know what I do. You wouldn't know the services that I offer. I, I, you know, I don't have all my eggs in one basket. I have a website. That's harder to push. I go to networking events in Northern Ireland, albeit not at the moment, although I have been in some of these Zoom webinars. There's, there's various other things. LinkedIn is just another sort of tool, so to speak, but it's a great tool. It's a, it's it's the better tool. It's probably the best tool, and um, you know that obviously links as well. When you go to networking events, you can then meet people that have maybe been interacting in your content, or you've been interacting in their content. And again, as Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland is such a small place, it all all those we they're like all we cogs, and they all come together. And I think if you're not using that LinkedIn cog you're missing you're nearly you're missing a couple of gears there let's so, talk um, a, a little bit about the great work that you've done with um 
uh, charities, different charities across Northern Ireland. I know that you've been sharing messages on social media, particularly geared towards us males. Uh, I think the Check Your Balls campaign was one, if, if, yeah. if I'm right. So talk to me a little bit about that work and how you've been sort of helping raise awareness in that aspect. Yeah, so Friends of the Cancer Centre um, last year ran a campaign called Talking Balls. Um, and they had asked me to get involved um, because when I was 22, I had testicular cancer. And uh, I'm 40 now, so 18 years later, pretty much um, um, I've been completely clear. And the guys at the NHS um, in Belfast City Hospital done a fantastic job. So the Friends of the Cancer Centre are based in the Cancer Centre at Belfast City Hospital. They're there on the ground as you walk in the reception at the Cancer Centre, Friends of the Cancer Centre on the right-hand side. Um, and they're just they're a fantastic charity. They offer support, help, care, you know, provide nursing um, and so on. And I felt like it was a good opportunity for me to give back. I think when I was 22, I was young. When I was given the all clear um, after I had cancer, I just wanted to forget about it. It scared the absolute crap out of me. So I literally ran out of that hospital and didn't look back. So, uh, you know, when I was going for scans and things every three months, every six months, and then every year, it was the most terrifying thing when you got the, the, the brown envelope through the door to say you had your appointment for your CT scan or your chest scan. Um, I hated it. So I, I never, I, I was a part, I didn't like to look back on it. So I never wanted to help, <laughs> so to speak. Not because I didn't want to, I was just terrified to be around the hospital or around any, anything to do with cancer. So I think as I got older, first of all, I wanted to say thank you to Dr. McAleer, who saved my life. Friends of the Cancer Centre were able to get in touch with him. I met Dr. McAleer, was able to thank him, sat, had a coffee. Um, I think because I've got older as well, you know, you sort of deal with things better. So um, I just felt like giving something back and Friends of the Cancer Centre provided that opportunity um, where we could raise awareness, uh, raise funds, um, and, and really try and put them put them out and, and let people know who they are. Um, so we've done the hashtag Talking Balls radio ad, which went across Cool FM, Downtown Radio, and U105, which obviously reached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of listeners. It ran for a month. So um, again, good raising awareness. Um, when I go from my runs now, my 5K runs, I would wear the Friends of the Cancer Centre t-shirts. It's just all about raising awareness and, and, and guys out there, check your balls. You know, if you have anything that's not normal, pain, lumps, bumps, or you're not sure, check your GP, even contact friends at the cancer center. Um, and it's, yeah, all cancers, I suppose, as well, not just testicular cancer. But if I'm raising awareness for testicular cancer, maybe a woman might think, goodness, I've maybe had a lump on my breast as well. You know, maybe I should get that checked. It just gets the brain you know, trying to raise that awareness. So uh, it's been fantastic. I'm actually very grateful to Friends of the Cancer Centre for letting me be involved because I couldn't raise awareness on my own, I suppose. It's good to have that, the charity and, and to help and support them as well. Yeah, and it's, you know, the charities sometimes maybe do struggle with budgets like every other charity organisation. You know, maybe marketing isn't actually their strong point. They're doing amazing work on the ground, helping people, as you rightly said, you know, helping, you know, people, you know, support people through those maybe challenging or difficult times in their lives. And, uh, you know, a professional like yourself who's experienced um, what you've experienced, it, it's nice to be able to, 
to give something back. And it's also nice to be able to raise that awareness so that other guys out there uh, who maybe, you know, aren't aware of maybe some of the things that they're experiencing right now, that there is, of course, help and support available, you know, for that particular type of cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if and doubt, you know, don't, I remember I had a, 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 a an interview with Frank Mitchell on U105 last week. And we're, we're just chatting about, you know, get to your GP, don't leave it. And Frank had said something really interesting. Um, don't be scared to death. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you do and you don't go, you literally will die, you know. So, um, yeah, get to your yeah. GP. Jacket. <laughs> yeah, and and I suppose uh, you know, listening to the to the media at the moment, of course, with the whole coronavirus now, you know, and you know, many people are actually being put off by maybe going to the doctor now, and it's sort of delaying things even further. But I'm sure you're the same as me that if you if 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 you do have a concern about something, it doesn't matter what's happening. If it is the coronavirus, get in touch with your GP and get an appointment. Absolutely. I mean, I've already seen on the news several times that GPs and even hospitals are not busy. Mm-hmm. The coronavirus wards are, but the other departments aren't. And the government is actually encouraging people to, if you need help, if you have pain, chest pain, if you have symptoms that you think may need checked for cancer, for whatever, get yourself there because they're not actually busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for sure. Get there. For sure. Now let's talk a little bit about, you know, one of the key things with this podcast is, and we've been going for about five years now, um, and we have a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of solopreneurs, um, a lot of people maybe who are involved in business at the moment, or they're thinking about starting their own business. And gosh, you know, it's a, it is a challenging time right now with the coronavirus. It's all doom and gloom in terms of business, but it doesn't have to be. And, you know, and, and you know, there are things that you can do to, to develop your business, to grow your business, even in this online uncertain time. What would be some of your sort of um, key takeaways that you would like to sort of leave with people today? If you had three key takeaways that you would say to somebody, look, if you're starting out in business today, or maybe you're struggling to reach people through a platform such as LinkedIn, what would be your three key bits of advice? Not to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, number one, as was said, be visible. Yeah. You know, keep plugging away. When I first came to LinkedIn, I got little engagement for, for such a long time. And don't get me wrong, it's not about likes and it's not about comments and it's not, you know, those things don't bring you business in itself and those things don't put money in your bank. But the, the bigger reach you can get in terms of views and, and putting yourself out there to the right people as well is, is definitely a big thing. And I would definitely encourage people to just keep going at it and keep plugging away at it and, and don't give up. It's It's obviously... It's a difficult time at the moment for businesses, for everybody. You know, I'm quieter than what it would normally be because most of my clients are quieter and even potential new clients um, who who want to come on. So, yeah, basically, you know, uh, some of my own clients are, you know, have staff furloughed. Um, you know, I'm quieter than normal because they're quieter than normal. New business that um, people have said they want to come on board, for example, with Jam Media, again, They've had the furlough staff. They're operating at lower levels. So it's affected myself. It's affected all businesses around us. But I think we just need to keep positive, um, just keep going, um, keep plugging. Um, the, the big thing that I think through this lockdown, a lot of people have went quiet. But I think by being visible and putting yourself out there, whenever we get back to the new normal, people will remember, oh, you've been there that whole time. Um, you're the person I want to work with. 
I remember having a conversation last week with someone and uh, they were talking about how they were wanting to do business with people, but now they've disappeared. And it's kind of like, you know, you're going to go with the people that's been fighting in the trenches when we get back. Uh, and you're not going to go with these people that just appeared again, you know, from the woodwork. So, yes, there's loads going on. There's a virus out there. There's, there's, there's goodness, it's a tough time. But I don't think it's a time to bury your head in the sand either. You know, you need to still keep, keep out there and just keep going, you know. So my advice to anybody would be, you know, just keep going, keep plowing away. Don't definitely don't bury your head in the sand because you're going to be the person that people come to whenever we get back to normal or the new normal, you know. And I think we, we will get back to some form of normality at some point. And you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's, it, it is about being visible. I have a, a saying that I like to use, visibility creates opportunity and opportunity creates success. So, so the more visible you are on the platforms, the better that's going to be for, for, for you. And in terms of LinkedIn, what would be your sort of two things that people should really focus on in terms of the platform? You know, the way people give advice all the time, have a good profile picture up there. But what would you say? Going beyond that basic stuff that you think, you know what, this is really useful for people to know when it comes to using LinkedIn. Would you have sort of one or two things that you think would be helpful? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really concentrate too much on profile pictures or headers. Now, uh, that's not to say that you shouldn't. It's just something that I haven't really done. For me, what I think works is creating, letting people follow my journey. What I do, quite simply, is my journey, day to day, not necessarily my personal life, but certainly little snippets of it. We things, you know, let people see who you are, what you are, what you're about as a person. Let them get to know a wee bit of your personality, um, but also still let people know what your business is about, what you can provide, what problems you can solve, and, and how you can help them. But definitely, I think you need to bring in a bit of your personality and a bit of your personal journey. In, in probably most cases, I would suggest that more of the personal journey and more of stuff that you can talk about. For example, you know, I had cancer, you know, my journey with that when I was a young child. Um, I was, uh, you know, beaten. I, I didn't have a great um, upbringing and uh, my, my family had to, aunt and uncle had to take me on board and, um, you know, otherwise I would have went into the care system. I find that letting people see that side of you and sharing that part of your journey because I probably would have been ashamed of it several years ago. Now, you know, other people can learn from it. Um, so I think sharing parts of your personal journey um, also is, is, is a good way forward on LinkedIn rather than maybe just every day posting up this is what I do. Do you want to buy it? <laughs> yeah. And that's the big thing with social media. People are always trying to sell something. Um, and you get this yourself on LinkedIn. As soon as you accept somebody as a friend request yeah. or a connection, bang, within like 30 seconds, would you like to get our cool software that does X, Y, and Z? And they're, they're really not interested in building the relationship and they're just out there to try and get that quick sale. But I love that. I love that approach where you're talking about be authentic, I suppose, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know, show people the personal side of you as well uh, and try to blend it in such a way that, you know, people buy from people, Aaron, isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. People do. And you've you got to let people know who you are and um, just share, share as much as you can of your journey. I mean, I'm not saying go and say, you know, I, I, believe it or not, I'm quite a personal person. But the parts of my journey that I share, for example, my childhood, for example, cancer, you know, even all the funny things, um, that's things that can actually help other people and some ways helps me even too, 
you know, so it's a bit of a double whammy. Um, but yeah, share your journey. Let people who knew, know who you are. Let them know what you're about. And um, yeah, I think that's the best way forward. Or certainly that's what works for me. And um, e- even, for example, this podcast, when you're out at events, different things that got, you know, it's all about your journey, isn't it? You know? Yeah. It, it, you know, so so try and be involved. You know, definitely don't put all your, your eggs in the one basket and just say, right, I'm going to use Facebook or I'm going to use Twitter or I'm going to use LinkedIn and that's it. You know, have your various... You know, your websites, the, the events you can go to, meeting new people, the Zoom calls, the podcasts, you know, all those things. And um, yeah, that, that kind of, for me, sharing your personal journey, sharing your work journey, it, it kind of brings it all together, you know. Now tell me before we wrap up, um, if people are listening into the podcast today and they want to know a little bit more about what it is you do, um, what's the best way for people to get in touch? So let's say there's somebody listening to the podcast now that maybe, and we were talking about this offer, if you need any voiceover services, um, if people want to get in touch with you about what it is, you know, the services that you provide, how can they make that happen? Well, as we've said, you can absolutely definitely get in touch with me via LinkedIn. <laughs> I have a website, which is www.janmedia.com, J-A-H-N, media. I also have my own personal website, which is irishvoiceoverpro.com. You can also get in touch via my telephone numbers and the address, which is all on the website. At Jam Media, we offer telephone professional telephone messaging service, which is auto-attendant. When you ring in, thanks for calling. Press one, press two, press three. Uh, professional on hold music. On the on hold, you would have, you know, for example, upselling products, letting the customer know what offers or what you provide, different services you have while the caller is on hold. Close messages. Whenever the business is closed, letting people know you're closed. When you reopen, links to your website, an option to leave a message, maybe uh, out of hours, press one for out of hours. Holiday messages, different times of the year. Um, there's call queuing service. There's all sorts of things that Jam Media provides, not just my own voice, but other Northern Irish voices, Southern Irish voices, English voices, basically anything you need. And of course, this often links into uh, customers' websites as well, because quite often you know a business brand, but they don't necessarily have a sound. So what we do is the, the, the sound, the voice, and the music we use across our on hold on the telephones can then link into their website and then they have that sort of audio that's running with continuity right across their branding, you know? No, that you're absolutely right. And I've talked about this previously with people about the tone of your business and their business voice is so important. So, you know, maybe if you're a business right now and you're listening into the podcast and you're, you're thinking about that type of stuff, it's certainly worthwhile to reach out and, and even have a virtual coffee with Aaron and talk a little bit more. And again, I don't just believe that it's, it's just these services that, that you mentioned right now. I believe there's a, there's a whole host of other stuff from, Aaron Watson, the marketeer, uh, that, that you could help people with and when it comes to maybe positioning their businesses in that online space. So what I want to say is I think you're, you're open to have conversations with people. Absolutely. I mean, I do have people come to me. I've had many businesses come and say, Aaron, look, we would like to do our marketing um, and, and be a bit more out there. Albeit, most times they will say, look, we can't be as loud maybe as you are, but what, what can you suggest? Because obviously a lot of businesses want to create a really clear professional image. I'm not sure that they should all the time, but quite often that's what they want to do. But yeah, I've had even businesses get in touch because they want me to help their staff whenever they're answering calls, just to be a bit more maybe 
help them a bit more when dealing with a customer and how to maybe be not so much professional, but a bit more clearer or a bit more engaging or whatever, you know. So there's there's different things there that people ask me to do. I'm happy to, you know, happy to help. And something that I'm going to reach out to you actually in the not too distant future about is that my podcast jingle is as old as the hills right now. And I, I know that that's something you might be able to help me with. So I'm going to have a conversation with you about that, about maybe getting that redone. Uh, and again, that's something that, you know, you can help people with as well. Yeah, I mean, I've done even uh, Gavin Wall had uh, a guy there he was working very closely with and uh, he also done podcasts and I've done the intro and the outro for his podcast and I've done several as well but I mean you, if you listen to anything you know websites TV ads radio ads um, anywhere you go um, there's usually a voiceover somewhere and thankfully I'm very grateful that a lot of the stuff that goes on within Northern Ireland I, I, I would be involved with or be around anyway you know so um yeah but it took a long time to get there it's been hard work uh, and it's still hard work it's not yeah. finished we're not we're not you know we never sort of just give up on resting on our laurels so to speak you know we always have to keep plugging away keep and, plugging. and keep being visible yeah and i think that might be the title for this episode keep plugging i think it's uh it's a good one Keep plugging, because I've been keep plugging this left ear earpiece in. <laughs> I've done it about 30 times. <laughs> Look, Aaron, um, it's taken us a while to get this together, and I'm so glad that we have. And I'm going to pick this up with you again at some point and have a follow-up conversation once we emerge out of all of this. But but I just want to thank you for taking time out today to join me on on this episode. And I know it's going to be worthwhile and useful for our listeners who, who follow the podcast, who subscribe to the podcast. And I think you've really added a lot of value today. So I want to thank you for, for, for taking that time out to, to, to join me and also uh, give our listeners some, some useful and helpful information. No bother. Thank you. And again, it's a bit of visibility for me as well. And that's exactly what I was saying. You know, don't just rest and put the, the eggs all in the one basket. Do all the podcasts, do the events, do the LinkedIn, do the social media, you know, do, do your websites, do whatever you can. Just keep being visible. Yeah. And if you're not already following Aaron on LinkedIn, I strongly recommend that you do reach out and uh, you connect with him. Absolutely a great guy to have on your connection list. Thank you very much. And if you aren't following me, why aren't you? That's what I <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. So what an episode of the podcast today. So many great takeaways in today's episode with Aaron. And I really just want to thank Aaron for giving up his time today to join me on episode 52 of the podcast and just talk about his business journey in a real honest down-to-earth way. And what I always say to people who are getting into podcasting for the first time, maybe you haven't really listened to many podcasts, it is really important that you go back across those podcasts, particularly if there is a podcast that's really resonated with you, the podcast has really struck a chord and there's been some content within that podcast that you have found super useful and beneficial to you, your business, or indeed your life. Because podcasting is a bit like reading a book. And if you've ever read a book more than once, the same book more than once, you've always found that the second time around reading that book, you've actually learned more than the first time around because you've picked up things that you've overlooked the first time around. So I always say, go back over some of the podcasts that you might have listened to previously, not just podcasts on the Zero Lives podcast, but maybe other podcasts that are out there that you listen to and revisit them because 
because you never know what extra nuggets of information that you're going to pick up. And the reason why I'm mentioning this now is because this is my third time actually listening to this episode of the podcast. So we recorded the podcast, then I did a run through where I listened back to make sure the audio was okay, and then I edited the podcast. And I picked up so much value out of each of those times that I listened to the podcast. And there's lots of great takeaways in this episode. And I suppose one of the big takeaways, for me at least, and I suppose a lot of people who are listening in to today's episode, is that we are now starting to emerge from lockdown. And Aaron talked a lot about his business journey, his career journey, the struggles and the challenges along the way. But he also talked about the importance of using social media to be visible. And that's something that we've talked about before in the podcast. But Aaron actually approaches it from a completely different outlook. He talks about, you know, pushing that content out on LinkedIn, you know, being visible. He talks about plugging away and he talks about the importance of being different, which is really important on social media platforms because you want to stand out from the crowd. Of course, as he mentioned, and as of course, as we talked about on the podcast before, not everybody is going to like what you do. Not everybody likes this podcast. You know, there are things that you don't like for whatever reason, and that's completely okay. But it is important to respect people as well, but also be respectful if you're giving that feedback. And Aaron touched on that aspect of those negative elements of social media, which I myself have experienced, but I've also come across in terms of the work that I do within uh, schools, especially where people are being bullied on social media platforms. They are being harassed. uh, They are being abused. And it is important that people think about their impact whenever they're using these platforms. Aaron talked about the importance of helping each other as well, giving back to your community, you know, making sure that whatever it is you do, that you are adding as much value as possible. And value is something that we talked about on the podcast before. You want to be the person that whenever we emerge out of this lockdown fully and we go back to some form of normality, which is going to be our new normal, I guess, we are going to want to make sure that our customer still knows that we're still in business. Because if we can continue to be visible, we can continue to serve our customer. Yes, we might not be generating the sales that we once were. Yes, we might not be seeing the inquiries come in that we we once had. But that doesn't mean that we should stop doing what we've always done. We are in business for a reason. We believe in our products and services. We believe in serving our customer and we believe in adding as much value as possible. Find a way where you can continue to serve your customer. Look for new and innovative ways to do things, but fundamentally make sure that you keep yourself visible as we start to emerge slowly out of this lockdown. Once again, I want to thank Aaron for his time today joining me on episode 52 of the podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't yet stopped by the Zero Lives Left podcasting website, please do check it out. If you are listening to this podcast today and you've got a story that you want to share and you would love to come on the podcast, what's stopping you? Please reach out. Please get in touch. At the end of the day, the Zero Lives Left podcast is a platform. 
It's a platform for you, the listener. It's not about me. It's not about Wayne Denner. It's not about my businesses. It's about giving people the opportunity to come on and tap into this platform that we've created over the past five years. Tap into our listeners, share your story, build your network, grow your community and add as much value as possible. So if you would like to come onto the show, please do stop by the website. You can send me a tweet into at zero lives left podcast or you can drop me an email into studio at zero lives left podcast.com. We're going to be coming back very soon uh, with episode 53 of the podcast. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Please don't forget to share this podcast through your social media channels. That I would really appreciate it. And if you are listening on iTunes or any of the other podcasting platforms, please do rate and review the podcast. And I'll see you next time on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from waynedenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.